Hey guys, I'm here with Lena, Keisha, and Chantel, and this week we watch Much Ado About Nothing. Um, in this Shakespearean farce, Hero and her bride groom, Claudio, team up with Claudio's commanding officer, Don Pedro, the week before their wedding to hatch a matchmaking scheme. Their targets are sharp-witted duo, Benedict and Beatrice. A tough tax indeed, considering their corresponding distaste for love in each other. Meanwhile, meddling Don John plots to ruin their wedding. So it was definitely an interesting movie. So hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as we did. And here we go. So I'm the one who picked the movie. Um, and I, I love this movie. This is one of my absolute favorite plays, to be honest. I love the farce of it. I love the comedy. I I mean, this is Shakespeare. Obviously, the wit is on point. But what I really love about this movie was the fact that Shakespeare can be so hard to understand. And in this movie, I I felt like I understood it. And that I got the wit and I got the comebacks that Beatrice had to... Uh, what's his name Benedict we're so good so good I definitely feel you when it comes to that um first 20 minutes of the movie though I was very lost in the sauce when it came to what they were saying I was like I don't know how the rest of the movie is gonna be but then once I got like used to the way they're talking um and the dialect I was just like okay like it's starting to connect more and then like by like halfway point I was like actually laughing at the jokes that they were like throwing at each other mm-hmm. so it just took me a second because like i obviously don't read shakespearean plays as since high school and i don't watch movies that are like in this dialect so it was definitely a little bit of a a moment for me to get used to it but otherwise like i definitely yeah it was it was hilarious yeah, that was, yeah I, my, it, my thoughts exactly i agree with you <laughs> my first notes were literally not a huge fan of the language in this movie it's hard to follow oh because it's written by shakespeare gross <laughs> that was within the first 20 minutes (laughs) that was just the first part of my notes about this movie (laughs) dude the first like 10 seconds of the movie though was like men are deceivers ever and i was like this quote resonates me like i feel like beatrice in general resonated with me as a character her hate for like love and anything about marriage and her like fight against it but like her support and everybody else that wants to get married i was like yes you know what like i like this I girl and her dress called it. i was like that's my thing. i called it. you really no <laughs> I, I i literally have a note in here the cousin beatrice <laughs> seems to be someone Alyssa is going to in all caps love <laughs> yes yes very much so (laughs) my favorite quote was um when when benedict was talking about the fact that he would never marry and beatrix came back with and a happy news to all women oh yeah i remember that one yeah (laughs) i loved that quote like she just set him down and no one want you anyways so <laughs> pretty much we good thank you so much and i love the fact that like with beatrice she ended up like she charmed the prince um without any kind of just by being herself 
And he, like, you could tell like, he was, like, half in love with her he was as like, it was. marry me. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'm just not, I'm not the one for you. And he's like, you could see that he was disappointed when she, yeah. like, denied him. Because he was like, marry me. And she's like, I thought no, after that, that he was going to be, it, it was going to turn into one of those stories where she doesn't want him. So he wants her more. And he pursues her. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, too. When he, like, she denied him. I thought that the scheme was going to be him trying to have her fall in love with him but then it turned out that it was going to be benedict instead which i thought was hilarious the whole moment I mean, that when whole he, was so perfect when he heard that like she fell in love with him the look that he was just like what and the caw caw <laughs> thing with him pretending to be a crow yeah when they're talking smack about him he's like hey and he's like oh wait <laughs> and he's like caw, caw. like i that was funny i definitely enjoyed that and part. i feel like benedict did redeem himself especially when claudio who oh. by the way was my least favorite character oh. because he was just a crybaby like i'm sorry he was a crybaby I... even by shakespearean standards he would have been a pop a fop and a crybaby but like benedict was the first one to figure out that something was not right and that don john probably was involved and he was the one who came up with the plan to pretend that Hero was dead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he completely redeemed himself in everyone's eyes, particular, or in, in, including the audiences, when he came up with that plot and said, no, this has to be some sort of trickery because Claudio usually isn't like this. Claudio from the beginning was like annoying to me because I was like, instead of him trying to woo her, he sends the prince to woo her and then gets mad that the prince is wooing her for him. I was like, what? Like, that did not make any sense to me. It's like, why are you, why are you yeah, having another though, man? Because Keanu Reeves was uh, basically whispering in his ear saying, um... yeah, but that's the thing. He knew why he was doing it, though. And then all of a sudden he's getting mad at the guy that he asked him well, to do it for. Beatrice called it out. She she said uh, it resembles something like jealousy. Yeah. So Beatrix called it out really quickly. But I, and I think Hero was just very very sweet, and I loved the relationship between the dad and the brother mm. and Beatrice. I thought that was really really funny and really witty. But um, yeah, overall, I I I had a great time watching it, and I feel like. You can actually understand what the movie, the play is about because when you're reading it, you really can't get into it. It's hard. It's a hard, you know, thing to understand. And they just, it flowed so well. Kevin Brown did such a good job getting the language to seem natural. And can I just say, I would love to be one of their parties. Oh, yeah. Just one. Though the beginning party with the masks, I felt it was like a little bit weird. I was like, oh, okay. But. Otherwise, it wasn't too bad. Like, for me personally, though, like, Claudio as a character, maybe because, like, he was the foil, but, like, I felt like he didn't actually love Beatrice. No. He was more sexually attracted yes, to Hero. Because, oh, sorry, not Beatrice. Yes, Hero. Because even if, like, I just feel like if a man truly loves you, he's not just going to get pissed off at you and then just sorry. destroy you yeah. like that at your wedding. He would go up to you and be like, what is going on? Are you cheating on me? Why are you sleeping with another man? Like he would try to figure something out. But like this, I felt like this man was just sexually attracted to this woman. And once he started seeing like things about her that he obviously didn't know, 
he just went over and went crazy. And I just, I don't know, for me, like personally, like I hated this man and it just, uh, still to this point, like I, I even in my note, I was like, well, I'm not going to give you my, my score, but like, I was like, this is my score because the movie pissed me off so much. Like literally because of him, I refuse to give this a rating that I want to give it to because of him, because he literally, I was just angered. It was pure rage. And then when like, apparently like, um, when they made the plan to kill a hero, I was like confused. I was like, is she actually dead? Like, did he literally just murder this woman? And like the way that he just started beating her, like not beating her, but like throwing her around. I was just like, Like, he flipped her over enough that Beatrice was very, very upset trying to protect her. Cause like he threw her to the ground. And I just feel like he was going to do that more often in their wedding, like in their married life. Like, I feel like if you don't have trust now, you're not going to have trust in the future. And this was not a one-time incident. I feel like he's going to become more jealous. And this girl is going to have a really crappy life is all I have to say. Because if he's doing this before you get married, can you man. only imagine what he's going to be doing. I, yeah, my so. notes on him, because I, I, I had the same thing. Like, he, he like, rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but it, mm-hmm. you know, Keisha is a big fan of, ones that movies that evoke emotion so i'm excited <laughs> i'm interested to see what she has to say about oh, yeah, it. Been very quiet. i have like, been quiet <laughs> so i struggle with this movie just because of the style so as much as i wanted mm-hmm. to like it because it had an interesting plot there were funny moments there was good characters i just couldn't get past the shakespeare part for me personally yeah, so, it took me a while to get it i know and i struggled with it and i wanted to like it more so as much as I, I wish I couldn't, you know, or I wish I wouldn't disappoint you by having more feedback on like emotion <laughs> and like something that it evoked out of me. But I just the Shakespeare, I just couldn't. Uh, I knew I was like, I was like this. This is like the one part I was like, Keisha is just going to like, you know, if she does enjoy this movie or at least parts of this movie, I was like, this might be one because this guy. This guy is one to be, one to be hated. I literally was like <laughs> writing like, "How are these people tricked so easily?" Like, and then I wrote, "This guy is an ass." <laughs> oh God, I hated him. So he much. was, but so is Don John as well. And I feel like I love how the fact that it was the highway men, like the completely uncouth, the, the dipshits. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that figured out that this was a plot and all of that. And I don't know. I think for me, what it is with the language is because I feel like I was the only one who didn't have a difficulty with the language. But because I do and have been around the medieval fairs enough and you get a lot of that kind of more flowery language and, you know, in in that kind of sentence structure, like with Shakespeare, um, I think maybe because I've had exposure to that, that's maybe why I didn't really struggle with the language. To me, it just flowed naturally and i almost started talking that way no i feel like what is it called though my favorite part in this whole i feel like not my favorite part in this whole movie but like my favorite interactions were through beatrice and benedict is just i don't know like i feel like they're actually like a couple that like are going to last compared to whatever hero and claudio were because my favorite part was when he actually found out that well they were tricking him into like thinking that she loves him and he's like love me and then he's like wait why <laughs> like he was like he, he himself was like wait why does she love me like i don't understand see your guys's point in the fact that i feel like 
you're right with Claudio that the jealousy is just going to get worse and worse yeah. and worse. That's why it was so easy for um, Don John to get under his skin was yeah. because it was just lust. There was no trust. There was no love. Where, well, what's it called? Uh, be- Benedict called it when he called him beardless mm-hmm. is what it was. Me- and an insult meaning less, essentially that he's less than a man. Yeah. Because that's Cause he didn't have a ma- He didn't have a beard. Yeah. Because Beatrice was like, I, I cannot be with a, a man with a beard because then they're too manly for me. But I also can't be with a man without a beard because then they're too childish for me. Yeah. You're like, no, she's like, then I'll be too old for them. I don't know. Like the way she worded it, was, the way she worded it was kind of like, yeah, like they're they're too much. And then if they have the beard and then if they don't have a beard, then, well, I might be yeah. too much for yeah. them. Well, Beatrice was all women woman <laughs> hero was clearly a virginal maiden very inexperienced and beatrice may not have had that much experience because that woman at that time wouldn't but she it, was witty she was definitely clever and more worldly than hero hero i feel like was that really sweet naive Girl. She was a child. That's what she was. Yeah, she was very much a child. Like, even when we found out that it was Margaret, like, well, we already knew it was Margaret, but when everyone found out it was Margaret that, like, had the guy, like, I don't know, like, for me personally, like, if someone was like, I'm going to call you by another name in bed, I'd be like, excuse me? And then she never, like, came up to it. And then when everyone found out it was Margaret, excuse me, when everyone found out it was Margaret, no, there was no repercussions. I don't know. For me personally, if... It was my wedding day and my friend slept with another man and had him call me by my name. And my husband saw that or my future husband saw that. And then he got mad at me. And then like all this shit happened. And then we all like finally found the truth out. I would not have been as nice to say the least. I would have, I would have done some damage in a way that like well here on may wise up yet but it was just, i think part of it too though it putting it a little bit more into perspective from like what shakespeare's time would have been an accusation like the one hero faced it would have been a big deal because her character and sad to say her virginity or lack thereof for a gentlewoman was really all she had on one hand, yes, Hero should have stood up to Claudio better. And Beatrix, we certainly know, would have. Um, but at the other end of the spectrum, I feel like she was probably just relieved that it was all over with. And that things could continue on as they would. Because otherwise, she, may, while her life may not have been truly forfeit, from the dad's reaction, it was really clear that this was a serious offense that was done with her and like to the point where Benedict was ready to call his friend out and to fight him. And he even walked away from the prince and being a, the, one of the prince's friends and companions because of this kind of accusation, because he knew it was false. Like it wasn't, I don't think Claudio, I think Claudio was the idiot who didn't understand the full repercussions of what it was that he accused her of. I think everyone else did, though. Yeah. And I, I definitely feel like Don John may have been the original villain, but I feel like, in especially from our modern perspective, looking at it, Claudio, Claudio, I feel like would have been was the really the real villain. Don John wanted to stir up trouble, 
but Claudia was the one who actually bought it. Yeah. And he was the only yeah. one who bought it. Not even the prince. Speaking of it. after the fact, when she faked her death, I wanted to, I don't know how many Shakespearean movies or plays you've, you guys have watched or listened to, but I just immediately, when she's pretending they're dying, I was like, why? Like, cause Romeo and Juliet, why does Shakespeare always have women pretend they're dying? Yeah. Like, is there? No, I don't know. Shakespeare was gay, so that was just his way of like getting rid of the woman. There, I mean, there is a rumor of that. Although he did have a wife. Oh, you can have a wife. Several several kids. But is there a reason? Um, Or is it just like I feel? I don't know. I never looked into it. Maybe it's just a trope he liked. Yeah, like the tragedy. I was kind of glad there was no poison involved, though, in this play, because (laughs) um, if it was, because it's a comedy. But with Shakespeare, you never know. Because I feel like if there was poison involved, Claudio would have drank in it. There was, <laughs> it just, there was no he's, comeuppance he's... in this movie. Like, I just felt like the play gave me no revenge. I need... Well, Don John, like, in <laughs> the end, thought... he was taken away. And Benedict enough. told the prince that uh, he could take care of the villain another day. It wasn't enough. I like to see people suffer, okay? When people need to suffer, I want to see it, okay? I don't want to just imagine, oh, they're going to... No, like, I would have gone on a whole rampage. <laughs> I would have been, like, off with his head, like... I feel like you and the prince would have gotten along. Just murder people. <laughs> people needed to be dead. I just, I felt like it was just... Because even my last, like, sentence was like, bro, what the fuck kind of nonsense ending was this? I was so... <laughs> So basically, you want Macbeth's ending. Yes, I, everyone should have been dead, okay? Romeo and Juliet, like, that ending should have been for this movie. Except with Don John and Claudio, not Hero. <laughs> Hero just Romeo and Juliet. And then they fall in. They Well, they both kind of equally... Well, that was more of a lust thing, too. They, that was much just more of a lust yeah, thing. Teenage yeah, just it was quickly, uh, though. They were, like, 14 and 16, which for that time period <laughs> was completely normal. Um, for us, though, it's like child, uh, very obviously children. Your brains haven't finished developing here, but at that time, they were considered essentially adults. Um, but yeah, Romeo and Juliet's a whole other thing, and it's to be honest, I love Shakespeare. I hate Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I love <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. But can we agree though that scene where the men were riding on those horses? Oh. I, <laughs> That did something for me. I was like, why Why am I into this? Like, am I into, like, horse people now? Like, there's something about it's a man scene. on a horse, like, whew. With his shirt loose. And then, wait, okay, we didn't even talk about it. When the whole entire scene where they're just running around and there's just dicks flying all over the place. Oh, they're yeah, getting like, ready for the party. Naked. I was like, yeah. I was not prepared for just dick and balls. No, so I, no, I right. thought it. Uh, like you later realize that like they're all getting washed up and ready to go for the party and everything yeah. and i was like oh my god these men are coming home like i guess they haven't like you know gotten laid in a while yeah. maybe they're all getting naked in preparation <laughs> just like what is like, the girls on? are just running around screaming and i'm like okay apparently men think that that's how women get dressed is running around <laughs> screaming and throwing clothes around and then when men get dressed they just get naked together in a bathtub and run around and have their junk swinging everywhere. I was just like, oh, okay. That's this is the type of movie that we're watching. <laughs> All right. I'm more prepared now. But no. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was definitely interesting. Uh, I I was surprised that um, uh, I can't pronounce it right. Can can Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves, and he's still Keanu so and so and Denzel Reeves. Washington were in there, and because my experience with them prior to this was John Wick and the Equalizer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, guns a blazing. What's happening? Where's the action? Who's dying first? <laughs> But I mean, this movie did have some big names between Denzel Washington, Keanu Reeves, Emma Thompson, mm-hmm. Kevin Branagh, a and, lot. There, and there were a f- couple of others that I my phone's dead. So Umbridge really was in this movie. Umbridge was Margaret. That's why I knew. I was oh, like, oh really? Yeah, Umbridge from Harry Potter played Margaret, and it makes so much sense now why. She did what she did because it's Umbridge. This is probably where Umbridge's origin story oh, is. And her her name's growing in this play for me. I'm just saying it's probably this is Margaret Umbridge is her name, and this was the beginning of her Slytherin like ways and tendencies. I will not tell until lies. she became freaking where she was in the Harry Potter series. It's connected. This is canon now okay <laughs> it makes so much sense all right you had too much wine the prologue this is the so just time to- i have to say the fact that you even said denzel and some of these actors i don't know what i watched but none of them were in this movie i watched some horrible play did you <laughs> know like, that's the right one, wrong one? <laughs> I watched like some really old, horrible one that was like the most painful thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think you watched the wrong one. Now, <laughs> understand. now we get it. I was oh my say, gosh. It's much ado about nothing. It was the 1993 version. I thought she texted like, that. No wonder she's like, I hated this movie so much. <laughs> like, I can only said, imagine her sitting there watching this horrible play. And she's like, wow. Okay, guys. <laughs> I hate you all. I was <laughs> I'm like this is joke. I thought you said 1953. Whatever I watched was horrible. <laughs> oh no, it's <was> 1993. <laughs> oh, my I would God. never torture someone with a version. Oh, it was, it was so bad. It Where was so you- bad. How did you all like this? Why are you saying it was so funny? <laughs> I don't like. No wonder she's so quiet. She's probably sitting there like, "What the hell are you guys on?" No, it was I was so confused. I and then maybe going back to watch it. If you I was like, chance, okay, that was not mine. <laughs> well, if you get the chance, watch this movie. You might like it a lot better. Oh my, oh my gosh. Keisha, though, some of my fun facts later relate to that older movie. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, the older one the stinks. Facts. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> sorry, about that. sorry, Keisha. She's so quiet. Yeah. I thought I texted that it was the 1993 version. Well, see, I don't I, know. I you probably did. Other one too, because I was on um, uh, Amazon and I was like, wait, I thought it was free on Amazon. And I was gonna have to pay for it, so I had to like double check. And I was no, like, and it's free okay. on you. This movie's free on YouTube as yeah. well. Which, I mean, bless YouTube for having this movie free because, like, again, the biggest thing is language with Shakespeare, and it's actually. Even though, it, yes, it is confusing, especially at first, but like it does flow much more naturally than I feel like any other so version did. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I also had to text the group and I also had to ask, yeah, what it was, what year was it again? Because yeah. I'm 20 minutes into this 1993 version. <laughs> Is this the correct one? Because on God, if it's if there's a better one out there, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like my problem was too. Is like the first twenty minutes, I was like, oh my God, 
But then, like, once you start actually seeing the actors act their roles, I felt that's when I was like, okay, I actually like this movie more now, and I can understand it more because I'm actually seeing the actor act, you know? Yeah, it made the play, to me, what it is, is a good movie, especially something like this, where Shakespeare can be extremely difficult. It makes it so much (laughs) more understandable. I feel like we have to. The 1953 version. She's like watching a crappy version of this movie, and she's like, "Oh God!" I almost feel like Lena, Alyssa, and I should have to watch the older version now just to fully appreciate what we had compared to not have. Keisha needs to watch so bad because. I think Keisha, you would definitely like this version a lot. I probably better. would because I've seen like things with Shakespeare before, and some I usually at least are am okay with the movie or possibly like it. But this one was just so bad. Like whatever I watched, they were on like a stage the whole time almost. Oh, I'm like, what, what is this? Yeah, no, no, this was set in like as if the play was actually real life. So the acting of it was it was as if say you and I were having a conversation it was just it was just set with so it was like a real movie yeah it was a real movie it wasn't a play it wasn't a play in any way I watched like a straight play yeah that's probably why yeah you're like you guys have so much emotion and it's like no I feel I'm sorry (laughs) it's got like a negative two review (laughs) I was gonna give it a one I feel like we should have her watch the movie and then send in her review after right (laughs) And be like, I'll just edit her review and be like, well, since Keisha, an actor, like, watch the worst movie ever. Keisha's reviewing the 1953 version. Yeah. (laughs) This is her rating. (laughs) Apparently is terrible. Yeah. So skip over that and just watch the 1953 version. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, then, you want to go into our ratings then now? (laughs) Like, since (laughs) we're talking about ratings? (laughs) All right. Well, Lena, start since you, uh, this is your movie. I gave it like an eight, nine and a half. I mean, I obviously loved this movie. Mm -hmm. It's got great actors. It's got great acting. It it makes the story come alive. And it's I mean, I wanted to be a part of it mm-hmm. while watching it. And Chris didn't watch it with me, but I know for a fact with his love of Shakespeare too, he this isn't a movie he would have fallen asleep in. <laughs> but I feel like he would have felt acted more like Benedict afterwards, in which case... You would have been like, oh God. <laughs> it would have been like an oh God moment of please, please stop. But I, yeah, I, I give it like an eight and a half to a nine i d- i wanted to give it a seven but because of the men in this goddamn movie specifically claudio i gave it a five i refused <laughs> to give it more than a five because i left this movie so pissed off that i literally like i had to like eat ice cream to like make myself feel better <laughs> i was like this is so annoying i was like one you yeah you, you didn't woo her yourself you had some chump woo her for you and then you got jealous because of that and then two instead of talking to the woman you just get angry and then beat the crap out of her for like apparently sleeping with someone else and then have the audacity then to cry and be like I'm so sorry when you hear that she murdered herself it's just oh man I fucking hate this man I hate him so much and for that reason this movie is a solid five for me so (laughs) 
Um, I also gave it about a five mm -hmm. because like Keisha, but not the version she watched. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of the Shakespearean. Like it just, it just takes me straight back to like high school and me spark noting it because I didn't want to listen to it. <laughs> like, I appreciated the storyline. Some of the lines were funny and witty and there were good, you know, there were good moments, but like, I really, it's like one of those movies that you really have to sit there and like focus, which I can appreciate the language and, and the wittiness and, and all of that. But, um, it's not one that you can just like relax and like enjoy. Like I have to like really dive in and pay attention to it, which isn't a bad thing, but mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just kind of an average movie for me. Um, but there, there were, there were good moments and I can appreciate like Lena had mentioned earlier, how the producer of this one did a really good job with the script as far as making things flow. So Keisha, do you want to review so, the 1953 movie? I will. I will. <laughs> I will say I can appreciate the plot being like interesting. I can appreciate the characters that were in this. However, I have to rate it a zero because it was literally <laughs> it was lower. literally horrible. This movie is Keisha's gremlin. I already, I already don't like Shakespeare in general. And I didn't even watch, like, apparently the modern, newer version of this. I watched, like, these old people on stage. I'm like, what is this? This, this movie is literally I'm your dying. gremlins. I'm telling you. Like, I hate a gremlin so much. And this is the movie for you. This is, like, if you want to torture someone, just watch Keisha's movie. And then you're good to go. <laughs> like, here, this is such a great movie. Like, watch this. And be like, oh, yay. Well, that's why I was so confused. I'm like, man, you guys really liked this. And I, I just stayed quiet because I'm like, I don't understand why you all like this so much. <laughs> and then once you start mentioning, like, famous people, you're like, wait, Keanu Reeves was that's, in this? That was the moment. Because I'm like... Which, by yeah. the way, can I just add in a tidbit that I loved his Prince Ooh, version. Dude, like, in leather? Oof. If I was Beatrice, I would not have gone for Benedict. I would have taken the Prince's proposal. Oh, yeah. That that ass in leather looks so good. I just like his character. Mm. I I like his sex appeal. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're like, I like his substance. I'm like, I'm here for his body. Okay. <laughs> So we're on different pages, <laughs> but yeah, no, give us um, the fun facts since um, uh, you said that some of them have Keisha's movie involved in it. Um, yes. So I have four this time around. They were a little trickier to find good ones for this one. There weren't too many like great fun facts, like just like general statements about the movie. Um, so I narrowed it down to four. Um, so for my number one, during the Oscar season in early 1994, the Samuel Goldwyn Company spent about $10 million campaigning for this movie to garner Oscar nominations. They sent bulky packets to all members of the Academy and played up the movie in hopes of getting it on the final ballot. The effort was all for nothing. The movie, though highly acclaimed and unusually for a William Shakespeare movie, the box hit received no Oscar nominations. I mean, it's a good movie, but I don't think it's Oscar worthy. I I don't. Yeah, I didn't see it well, that it would be Oscar worthy. Yeah, like it's not something that like I, like except for like the anger, it didn't really stir any other emotions. Where it's, it's a like, comedy, it wasn't yeah. meant. It was meant to be lighthearted. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's a lot of money, though. Yeah. And not trying to get yourself nominated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I don't know if that was worth it, but no. If you have the money to spend, I guess. There might be another version. So, my fun fact number two there's a Much Ado About Nothing 1967 movie. Um, that cast a real-life married couple in the leads. In the earlier made-for-television movie, it was Robert Stevens and Dame Maggie Smith. In this movie, it was Sir Kenneth Branagh and Dame Emma Thompson. Both couples later divorced. Mm. So oh. I thought that was going to be... Yeah, bo- both that were playing the leads ended up... They were married, and they divorced after doing this movie. This movie... Keisha is- probably, so probably so like, yeah, I want to husband quick. <laughs> Do the be the lead of Beatrix and Benedict well, in this movie. After he chucks the bench and slaps me across the face at my own wedding. <laughs> I probably would divorce him too. <laughs> oh, what? I missed that. When she, he chucked her across on their wedding. Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Peace out. Bye-bye. To have to act that out as a married couple, that would be difficult. Like, you'd actually have to, like, come up with some angry feelings. I don't I don't feel like with Brad I could just act out like chucking a bench and like throwing him across the room. Like you I don't, I, Brad I, across the room. I don't think I could be very convincing. No. <laughs> I could be convincing. Think of him not like putting his laundry in the laundry bin. No, no. We've uh although it took I'll agree I'll admit we would both know we were acting. But that's because like when we were at the medieval fair, we played the Duke, we did last year at least play the Duke and Duchess of York, and um, there's enough teasing there to you know liven things up that I I could I could see the stress of doing something like this where it would take that it would take on a couple, but also yeah I I could I feel like Chris and I could, <laughs> I could act that out and be okay. <laughs> Should I call Chris I over? <laughs> so you guys can act it out. Let's see. We can put it on well, our Instagram. Right now, he's definitely not going oh, yes. to. You're about to pop. Well, maybe that'll help pop the baby. Anything to get this kid out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Fun fact number three. Phil. Well, <laughs> this is hard to pronounce. That's going to be on Philidia? my video. Wait, wait. How did you say that? Phil. Okay. <laughs> Let me P- add that on. P H Y L L I D A. Philidia. Philida. Philidia? Philida. Philidia? Philida? There's not an IA at the end, but now I can't say it anymore. Anyway, Ursula. <laughs> the the actor for Ursula is the mother of Emma Thompson, which is Beatrice. Oh, I could see oh, that. That's cool. similar. At the time the film was made, she was also the mother-in-law of Kenneth Braun, which is Benedict. Hmm. They made a cute couple. They did. It's sad that they ended up divorcing after this movie. Fun fact number four. Dame Judy Dench was offered the role of Ursula. I wasn't exactly sure of who that actress was, but um, she seemed pretty prominent, so I included her in my fun facts. Judy Dench, Judy Dench. is that... Um, she she has white hair, right? I believe so, but yeah, she's a very prominent actress. I feel like I know her face. I'm just trying to figure out what role she's I had heard the name before, but yeah, I don't know exactly. I've I heard actually, the name before. If I've know. seen a movie that she's been in, I probably didn't recognize it. Yeah, the only one that I recognized like automatically was when I saw Umbridge and I was like, ha, <laughs> I, yeah. I hate See, you. I recognized Denzel Washington, Emma Thompson, and Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. 
those were the three that I recognized right off the bat. Keanu Reeves. Okay. So See, early on him. in this podcast, you guys kept saying Keanu Reeves. I'm like, what are they talking about? But I just kept saying, <laughs> that's what and tipped you off. You're like, I'm like, okay, I don't know what I watch, but <laughs> something is wrong here. <laughs> yeah, no, no, this is this is the better version. And not a play. Just, we're like, just I don't even know if I watched this point. I don't know if I watched, I don't even know if what I watched was an old movie. Like, I might have watched a weird play production by, like, random people. I don't even know what I watched. <laughs> it would have been better if it was just, like, a high school play. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrendous, whatever I watched. Maybe she did the watch a high school part. play. <laughs> oh, God. Poor, poor, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Geisha. <laughs> I'll send a link to the movie on right, message, and that way you'll be able to at least get the chance to watch the correct version because Thank I guarantee you, you it's a hundred ti- thousand times better. All right. I like Keanu Reeves as an older man. I feel like him as a younger man is attractive, but for some reason, him as a silver fox, I feel like he's more buff. He's more like, I don't know, like. He would do dirty things to you as an older man. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least that's what I think. I don't know. Alyssa is just here to find the hey. hunks in their movies. Denzel Basically. Washington in leather, yes. And Keanu Reeves on a horse is, you know, all I need in life, you know? So, <laughs> You're just going to rewatch that scene over and over just again. Just him riding that horse. So. <laughs> All right, I'm oh single and I'm not oh married. All right, with that, <laughs> let's figure out if this is a classic or not. <laughs> Is the movie truly a classic based on the following criteria? Acting, music, dialogue, attention to historical details, costuming, and scenery. Slash, would you watch it again? I think it's a based off of that definition. I definitely think it's a classic. And yes, I, I would gladly watch it again. And the 1993 version. <laughs> yes, the ni- not the 1950, the 1993 version. Just I'll go me. next. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I watch, absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> On all counts. Yeah. And then I definitely think that it's a classic as well. Um, but I definitely, like, you need, you need to, like, it has to take a moment for you to catch the the dialect and then you get more into it that's how i feel like it's a classic that you need like just give it like 20 minutes and then you'll be like okay this is a good movie because the first 20 minutes if you're not like into shakespearean like movies or plays it's going to be a hard moment for you but definitely like i would recommend this and watch it again like for sure i i'm based on the definition i have to say it's a classic whether I want to or not, it, I mean, based on, you know, acting, music, dialogue, historical details, costuming, and scenery, they did a good job. Um, would I watch this again? Probably not. Did I even know this movie existed before Lena suggested it? No, I had never heard of it. So it isn't as much of a classic <laughs> as it, you know, calling it a classic but i didn't even know it existed so it can't be that much of a classic i guess yeah um, <laughs> like well it doesn't have to be a classic just be that definition it's also like what do you think you know like i liked it so like i would say yes but if you don't like it it doesn't have to be a classic like i feel like that's well, the one thing i don't like about the definition is like it's almost like you're forced to say it's a classic 
if it's in the correct time frame and it hits all the marks. But like, if you truly don't like it and you never will watch it again, so you, can, you don't have to say it's a classic. Yeah, and by definition, you yeah. can, you could say by definition it's a classic. But like, with me with Grave yeah. of the Fireflies, by definition, yes, it is a classic. Yes, it was incredibly acclaimed. But like, I will never watch that movie again. And personally, for me, I wouldn't have said like for me, it wasn't like a classic. Like it for me personally. But overall, by definition, it was. Yeah. yeah. And for yeah, me, for- when you guys go over that definition, I guess I view the movie as, did it have some kind of like cultural impact on the world, on people? Like, are people talking about it? Has it impacted like pop culture? Like, I don't know. I always think like, about regardless of whether you personally liked it or not, if it's made an impact on the world and we're still all talking about it, to me, that really might make it a classic. Yeah. I say if we're going, if we're adding that as a part of the definition, which is fine, then no, this movie would not be considered a classic. It would be a great movie for like high schoolers to understand Shakespeare and to understand this play, particularly because this is a very light and easy play compared to some of what Shakespeare has done. So next week, movie is Keisha's picks. So Keisha, what are you choosing for us to watch? Okay, so I was thinking Deer Hunter. I've never watched it, so I'm done. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it? Okay. You're in for a treat. (laughs) Deer Hunter. Do you know what year? I don't off the top of my head. I'm going to guess 60s or 70s, but I don't know. We'll we'll triple check before we watch the movie. There's only only one Deer Hunter, so you'll watch the right one. So there's no way we can mess up. Correct. All right, then. Well, um, this week was fun, and we'll see each other next week. So bye-bye. Bye. 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 Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the episode. I just wanted to remind you guys that we post every Sunday. So I hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you. Bye.